Hey, hey, everyone. This is the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. I'm back doing another episode of Where Are They Now? And for those of you who hadn't heard the first episodes of this series, I am going to recap because to me, these are the most special episodes. As you know, I coach a lot of people. And of course, you've heard me coaching people live on this podcast with my Coaching with Kim episodes. And I have a ton of clients who I send off into the world after coaching them and even during. And it's just so amazing and rewarding when I hear countless success stories and read thousands of emails of previous clients updating me on how their life has improved and often how they find love. And here's the thing. I mean, success is within the person. Everybody has different journeys. Everyone has different goals. And to them, that's their success. You know, some people, their success is they end up with a boyfriend. Some success is that they finally learn how to date. But whatever that is, it's so rewarding. And I do these episodes to inspire and motivate you by hearing what happens to people after I work with them, whether that is on a podcast or working with them over time as clients. And I have a really special guest for you today because this is someone near and dear to me that I've been working for a while with and I feel very close to her. I hope you listen to these and get inspired by people's successes and know that the success can happen to you too, even during quarantine. And it all starts with a call. So today, as I alluded to, I'm bringing on a very special woman who I actually started Oh my gosh, our journey together two years ago, and it started because she heard me on a podcast and we hopped on a phone together because something I said resonated with her and that's where it all happened. You know, she'd been then following me, listening to my podcast and she decided to invest in coaching with me to work on her self-confidence. And it was real, you know, she was realizing that it was preventing her from attracting the right guy. Um, At the time when we hopped on the call together, I remember this. She said she was having a hard time setting boundaries. She tended to overshare her and, you know, she was becoming kind of insecure around all that. She just had such a strong need and desire to have a boyfriend that it was almost overriding her ability to determine what the right boyfriend for her was. And she was looking for that kind of external validation. And that definitely was affecting her in the selection process. And here's the thing, like she had been in therapy, right? So she had done some work prior to working together, but she needed something more that would help her take action and practice the dating skills that she had never learned. And, you know, I'll have her share more about herself when she's on, but it, it's been an amazing journey working together and incredible to see her grow and come into this confident woman. I, I know today and because she did the work, she attracted this great new guy in COVID land, people, (laughs) into her life different than she has ever experienced before. She said, this feels really, really different. And I, I know that's true because I've been with her a while. But I'll have her tell the rest. So I am going to bring her on now. Jane, are you there? Yes, Kim. Hello. Thank you for that. Thank you for that um, great introduction. Oh my God. No, I, it's like, I, I almost got chills as I was introducing you because I mean, 
we've been through a lot together, you know, and I've seen yes. kind of like a lot of twists and turns and journey. And, and that's why this episode I think is really special too, because I want people to hear how you persevered, how you didn't give up because it's, it's been a long road and everybody's road is different, but, but you were striving for something better. And that's the thing, like you didn't settle. And because of that, you just kept persevering and working and here you are. So, uh, all right. Well, why don't we start out, like just introduce yourself, like who you are, what you do, you know, where you live. And, um, we can kind of get into what life was like way back when two years ago. So my name is Jane and I'm a physician and I live in upstate New York. Around the time that I started working with you, Kim, I was just kind of completing my training and about to start my career as an attending, which basically means that I don't have anybody over my shoulder telling me how to treat my patients. So it was a pretty stressful time. Um, but I think at that point, because I had worked on worked so hard, um, becoming a doctor and finishing my training and residency and fellowship, I wanted to focus on my personal life at that point. So um, I was very highly motivated by the time I started talking to you. Yeah, I remember that too. It's so yeah. wild to think about. Like that was mm -hmm. your life back then. And yes. I know like a lot of people... I've worked with, you know, they, they've dedicated so much time on their career. Maybe they've had a few relationships here and there, but I think that's what was missing for you. Like you just, you didn't even have a lot of experience dating and really paying attention to that. Right. And I was dating the wrong guys for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk um, a little bit about that. Yeah. So what, well, what kind of, what was happening back then? I think I was you know, dating guys who are a little bit more um, definitely emotionally unavailable. Mm -hmm. um, things were more of a mystery or I felt I was, I was never sure of what was going on. Like I didn't have a sense of safety in the relationships. Mm -hmm. yep. and, and then I was listening to you were a guest on a podcast and you were talking about the different dating archetypes. And I resonated with uh, the narcissist magnet. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people, do you know, actually that episode that you heard inspired my new audio course. This may be why you suck at dating. And I go through all the archetypes. It's a whole um, course now. Mm -hmm. So if anyone is interested as, as you're listening to Jane, um, definitely check that out because yeah. So what resonated with you about that? I just remember thinking that's totally me. Um, and then you mentioned that you do uh, coaching. So I said, I got to talk to this woman. <laughs> so I think I, I contacted you after that. And then we had our first phone call. And I remember um, you totally touched me on our, our phone call. I remember crying on the phone with you because, mm. yeah, whatever you said just made me just melt and... Um, I felt a sense of relief as well because, you know, I, at that point I was just so focused on getting a boyfriend and then you're like, well, you don't have to get a boyfriend, just focus on dating. And then that was such a sense of relief, like, oh, I can relax and just focus on 
like the baby steps, yeah. you know, and figure out, figure out what I'm doing wrong from the start. Yeah. I remember that too. And I think we even talked about, and this is, I think part of the journey is that mm -hmm. there was so much worry and anxiety you yes. know, that, that you had around that and, and other things in general that you were getting so ahead of yourself. And then that also caused frustration that you were losing the moment you were losing, you know, just really connecting with guys. Can you talk a little bit about that? Definitely. I think that I would kind of skip over the dating process or I didn't enjoy mm -hmm. the dating process. So I'd, I'd want to go straight into a relationship. And then, you know, six months into the being in a relationship with someone, I would think to myself, why am I with this person? I don't, you know, like, I, I just didn't feel like they were right for me. Um, like, and I didn't understand like how I had gotten to that point. Mm -hmm. um, so I think yeah. I felt, a, I think, you know, as a young woman, um, especially where I live, it's people tend to get married a little bit earlier. And so you do feel kind of more pressure to, to get in that relationship. And so I think I was definitely more focused on the outcome than, yeah. than the process. That's really important. Yes, I do. Yeah. yeah. And I think that was just a theme, you know, like mm -hmm. you were kind of just numbing out and going out, right, exactly. and, you know, just hoping to land that boyfriend and, you know, kind of join the masses around you of right. couplehood, right? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so what were some of the things that you recognized also that you were doing to attract the narcissist? Do you remember that? I think not expressing my needs, mm -hmm. um, not sharing enough of myself on dates, like being the good yes. audience. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, that's really important because I think yeah. it's a really common thing that a lot of, especially women struggle with, but you know, men do too. And here's the thing too, is that when you're riddled with anxiety and you're, you're, you're getting attached to the outcome and you're focused on the other person, you were not at all focused on yourself. And I think that's right. where right. It, it, it became really hard with your self-esteem and your self-confidence. Cause you're like, why I'm just doing all this stuff and like nothing's working. And it just was feeling all bad. Right. I think I was out of touch with my own emotions right. and not, not sure how I felt about somebody on a date because I was so focused on, you know, I would probably interrogate them, but not, <laughs> and like they would do all the talking and then I, you know, they, they didn't get to know me. Um, and then I didn't really, I wasn't really paying attention to how I was feeling on the date itself. Yeah. Yeah. And so then that's why you kind of attracted these guys who were all about them and the takers, right. you know, versus mm -hmm. the givers. And so, cause you're such a, I mean, that was the other thing and that I, I feel like we're talking about is you're such a giver. And I mean, look what you do for a living as well. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, right. you, you're such a caring person and Thank I you. think, no, you are. And I think with that, you know, you do sometimes lose yourself and then that gets, frustrating because there's a cycle that happens with that because no one gives back to you, but you're not allowing for that to happen. Right. Right. 
So, yeah, no, that's really important. And, and so what happened then um, with uh, the oversharing with that? Because I know you, you've mentioned that, you know, <laughs> before, and it's still something I know that you're, you're looking at, but what, what would happen on dates with that? I think, well, I think I was doing it to, like, I was trying to be vulnerable, but I was doing it in the wrong way. Oh, okay. That's a good distinction. Like, can you give an example? I'm trying to think maybe just being um, too forthcoming with, you know, not that there's anything wrong with, with being in therapy or whatever, but that's Mm -hmm. a very personal thing. And maybe making sure that the guy has earned the right to that information. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, that's a perfect example because it was, and the reason why I bring it up is that's the other kind of side of the pendulum, right? Because like on one hand, you weren't sharing enough because you you kept like, you know, deflecting and, and numbing out and focusing on mm-hmm. them. And then you tried to open up and be vulnerable, but then it maybe wasn't, you know, the appropriate amount or the pacing was off or it was too much too soon, you know, that kind of thing. And so, because I seen like, in your growth, how you've recalibrated that and kind of come to the middle where you know how to pace things out and you know, you know, the reciprocity and, you know, it should be a dance more where you're sharing and listening and sharing and listening. And I know that's been part of the journey. Right. And I think um, when I talked to you that you showed me that being vulnerable doesn't have to be, you know, your sad stories or getting super emotional on a first date that you can just share what you're excited about, like even the appetizer. Yes. Um, Just something that shows your personality. So I I worked on that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Have you worked on that? And you become like, honestly, like a model um, for that. And I'm going to, I'll actually share something as we get into like, you know, the things that you learn. Cause I want to, so, I mean, obviously you were dealing with a lot of obstacles and challenges that you were having. So what were some of the things that you learned when we were coaching together? Like what worked for you? How did you get rid of some of those old patterns? I, I remember one thing we worked on was, um, like becoming more feminine. Yeah. I think you, you mentioned that I, you know, working, you know, as a physician, it's definitely a male dominated profession. So you kind of adapt and, you know, I've sort of had to develop more masculine energy at my job. Um, so you sort of got me to get in touch with my more feminine receiving side. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think I started first with more like the outside my clothes. Um, mm-hmm. like I, like I was the one who, um, you know, would rush to a date after work. Like I'd be getting ready in the locker room at work for my date. <laughs> um, yeah. and I, and I'd be wearing a blazer on my, on my date, you know, so oh, right, I had this, right. this carrying this stress from the day. And then I'm, you know, you know, wearing more like pants and a blazer. And I just, not that, you can't be sexy in that outfit, but it just, you, you embody more feminine, I think, at least for me when I'm wearing more dresses and skirts. And so I just remember my wardrobe has definitely changed since Mm -hmm. I started working with you and um, definitely more feminine pieces. And you kind of just feel more flirty and fun. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. 
So, so that's one thing. And definitely. Then, Wait, let me just tell oh, all you listening because this <laughs> this woman here is the hottest number you've ever seen. And I just remember, <laughs> I just remember looking at your you know previous pictures. I'm like, well, you have this amazing body. You're like drop dead gorgeous, and you're hiding in these like suits and blazers. And I I I remember like you not just even realizing that. And then when you sent me back some of the pictures of like you in those tight dresses and wearing red lipstick, and I I'm like I still have a vision in my head of some of the after pictures when you show me, and it was like the light bulb went out, and 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 then you started really like enjoying it. So that that was fun to watch. Um, and yeah, just the quality of my pictures. Um, like I had on my profile pictures of being coats and, um, you just couldn't really see me. I, I had a lot of pictures with other people cause I was uncomfortable having my photo taken just me by myself. Um, so, so I worked on getting, um, not just my clothes, but like getting better pictures. And mm -hmm. I think where they actually, you can see me. Um, yeah. So that, so that made quite a difference. And actually, I think I started paying more attention to men's photos. Um, you know, were they trying to kind of hide themselves in their photos? Uh -huh. you know? yeah. So I, I started, I started looking more for the guys who you could really see them and they seem more confident. Um, because it does show confidence if you're not like hiding under a coat and wearing a hat and sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> um, and then, so yeah, I remember then you started like dating. What else were you learning along the way? And even some of the internal shifts that started happening. Um, setting boundaries was a big thing. Oh yeah. Um, uh, like if, if it, uh, in the past, I think I would try to bend my schedule to, for a guy, but, um, now I was more doing what was better for me. Like if a, if a certain time didn't work well for me, I was more open about saying, no, I, that doesn't work for me. You know, can we do a different day? Um, and yeah, not being as available. And mm -hmm. I guess I thought guys would lose interest, but it, it didn't really, that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, it did not. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and, go ahead. Yeah. And what else? Oh, other gonna, things? Mm -hmm. Just, um, getting better at flirting yes. in general. That was yes. a big thing. I was hoping you would say that because this is what I wanted to mention before is that, do you know, I don't even think you know this, that because Jane has gotten so good at it, <laughs> you know, you start now sending me your text messages, you know, back and forth and you're like, Hey Kim, can you take a look at it? And, you know, over, over the course of time, it just kept getting better, better, better. And now you are a role model for so many w women. I don't know if you even realize that because I have shown examples of your text messages without, <laughs> you know, showing your name, obviously right, right. And saying, this is what you should do, <laughs> you know, what to do. And then, and then I show other ones of what not to do. And people are like, who is that woman? She's so good at it. How did she get that <laughs> confident with, with the men? Yeah. So that, I mean, I just want to really highlight that. And I think that part of it was you kind of coming into your own and having that confidence, not really worrying about, you know, what the guys thought you just went for it. Uh, yeah. I think my attitude before I met you was, um, using the app to like meet a guy, you know, I was like 
more serious and trying to get to yes. that first date and meet up and like, like I wouldn't enjoy the process. I'd be like, oh, why isn't this guy asking me out? Like, but now my attitude was like, I would talk to a guy for three weeks before we would meet up and I would just enjoy the conversation and just enjoy flirting and oh, not, not, yeah, not worry about like what's going to happen next. And it did make online dating more fun, even though I'm not, it's definitely challenging and I, there were definitely frustrating times, mm-hmm. um, you know, but just trying to enjoy the process makes it more bearable. <laughs> Do you feel like that also inherently helped you with your anxiety around? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love for you to talk about that a little, because I think, you know, that was just a tool that we used, right? Just like practicing dating up a storm. But then I think the outcome of how it bleeded into other aspects of your life, I, I think that's important. Yes. I think, like I said, I, before I was always worried about how, when's the guy going to ask me out or yeah. Um, yeah. What, but then I just sort of saw dating as practice and just said, well, I'll just practice these techniques. If he doesn't ask me out, then, oh, well, I'll move on. Like there's plenty of other options online. Um, and yeah, so I definitely wasn't, I didn't have a lot of anxiety over one guy Um, like, I do think it's important for women to keep their options open in the beginning. And I think that was a big thing that helped me a lot too. Yeah. And you just said something really important that relates to your confidence and you listening as well, is that you said, well, there's plenty of other guys like that's (laughs) huge. You know, I think before when I met you, there was more of this like scarcity mindset. Yes. Yes. You know, will you be my boyfriend? Okay. Will you be my boyfriend? Okay. I'll do it. You know, like, cause you were thinking, well, maybe there's not a lot of options out there. So you would just kind of maybe focus on somebody that's not even good for you. And the, the light bulb that went out is what you just said. I mean, you even said it, I think under your breath, but to me, I wanted to punch that out because that's, that shows me how much more confident you are. It's like, look, I know who I am and there's plenty of fish in the sea and, you know, guys out there for me that I don't need to take the crumbs. Like I deserve the cake. And that's what I loved, like seeing you kind of get into that space, that energy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And then what about in terms of, um, you know, I would love for you to speak a little bit about then the guys that you started attracting because that also kept improving. And I know, I mean, we've been through a lot of different scenarios and (laughs) things along the way, but maybe talk about that a little bit. I definitely think I started um, being more perceptive about the types of guys I was attracting, like after listening Mm -hmm. to your podcast about the different archetypes um, and recognizing, like, I think probably at first I still was attracting narcissists, but I was quicker to recognize who they were or like what they were. Um, so, because I think in dating, you're going to meet all types and it's just who you choose to invest in. Um, so I think as I became more aware, I was still maybe at first attracting narcissists, but like knowing not to invest in them. Um, and then recognizing the good guys. Um, because I was definitely meeting better, better quality guys. Um, but sometimes it's hard because I wasn't always attracted to them. Um, mm-hmm. And 
I started meeting guys who I, who were more receptive to me expressing myself. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. I totally remember that too. Like when yeah. you started noticing that. No, no. And that was the first step that I, I saw is that you had this awareness. Right. You right. know, and that's the first step to change is even though you may still be doing these patterns, all of a sudden it's like you have a pair of glasses on where you're seeing right. things now for the first time, whereas before you didn't. So that, yeah, that was crucial. Another thing that was helpful too is when you introduced me to attachment theory mm. um, and recognizing that I did have more of an anxious attachment style or a, a anxious attachment tendencies. Mm -hmm. So learning about that style and how we do well with people who are more secure, um, who are more, maybe even like anxious like us, but not with the avoidance, which I definitely was more attracted to the avoidance, um, prior to working with you. Mm -hmm. uh, and now knowing that I, I need someone who's more consistent, that that's, what's going to make me feel more secure and be happier in a relationship. Oh yeah. Oh, I love that. And it, mm -hmm. and it took work and it took, yeah. you know, time. I, I mean, I, and that's what I wanted to say. What I really admire about you, Jane, is that, I mean, there have been a plenty of times that you've fallen down in the box. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want people to think that it's always like, and I said this to you before, like unicorns and rainbows and everything's just perfect, you know, but it's the times that you fall down is when you learn the most. I always say, I mean, I, I welcome failures or I don't even see them mm -hmm. as failures, quite honestly, or rejections. I see mm -hmm. it as experience. And I think with each experience, you've, you've gotten a gift of some way right. or shape or form. Right. You know, and so I'd love for you to share a little bit about that. Like, how did you get up from the box, you know, from in the boxing rink when things were bad? Because you've had some low moments and, you know, where you wanted to give up. How did you persevere? I think um, something I've learned along the way is that, because I, I did, in working with you, I, I was in a relationship and that mm -hmm. did not work out and I was devastated. Yeah. Um, but I think what helped me getting through it is realizing that, you know, he may have loved me and I may have loved him, but that doesn't mean we're soulmates and mm. it's not necessarily anyone's fault. Um, and, you know, cause I, I think at first I thought, well, you know, that it, the whole relationship was a failure. Like I wasted my time, mm -hmm. but then really instead of having that attitude, looking at it and saying, well, we loved each other. It just, we weren't a match. It didn't work out. But I, you always told me to remember I, the gifts I got out of that relationship. Um, yeah. And that was very helpful in, in moving on. That, yeah. And, and time heals so much too. And I right. think it's right. like what you did with that time was really crucial. You know, I mean, you kept you know, coaching together, you got help in other ways, you know, like you, mm -hmm. you didn't just lie down basically. Right. And I think that's really important because after you did the work and you got into this relationship, you know, a lot of people, if it broke up would feel defeated. It's like, well, look, I, I tried this and, and look, it still didn't work, but that, that wasn't the case. You actually, 
you kept improving with each relationship. And I think that's why you, you got to where you are today. Yes. I think um, dating is like target practice with, with each relationship, you'll get mm-hmm. closer to your bullseye. Um, and so definitely like that, that relationship was felt different than my previous ones. Um, but still I have, you know, he wasn't the right guy for me. Yeah. Oh, I love that. The, the target and the bullets. It's so true. Oh, well, let's talk about where you are today, my dear, because okay. it's super exciting. Um, yes. So now that you're kind of through the darker tunnel and you're, you know, and obviously there's, there's still like a long path for everybody. Like I'm still going down my path. You'll still go down yours, but you're definitely in a, a lighter path right now. And it's really exciting. At what, how do you feel right now? Like, where are you at with your confidence? Let's talk about just you personally. And then I want to hear about this new guy. It's so exciting. Okay. Um, I feel way more confident than I was two years ago. Like, oh my way, God, you way. are. Yeah. <laughs> like on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the best, where were you then? And where are you now? I don't know where I was then. Maybe like I mean, it depends on the, on the context. Like at work, I was more confident, but like in dating, dating. You know, maybe, maybe a three. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, now I'd say um, I'm probably like a 10 when it comes to dating, but not the, the new journey, I guess now is being in a more serious relationship. relationship. That's, mm-hmm. that's, some, that's somewhat uncharted territory for me. Which is why we're going to continue together. And that, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, you definitely just like, honestly, you could coach people right now. I'm, I'm not oh. kidding. Like you could coach people how to do these beginning stages now. Cause you, you've been through it all and you, you really, you, you cracked the code. Like you got it down. You know, another thing that you hadn't mentioned that I really recognized in you too, is remember we, we worked on your body language too. Mm-hmm. In the beginning. Yeah. You know, we did the zoom call where we right. you know, kind of worked on the first impressions and some of the body language stuff because you were so serious and in your masculine at work, you know, just kind of right. looking at that feminine communication, even with your body language. So that's what I'm saying. Like there's been shifts both inside and out and it's, it's awesome. So, okay. So you're way more confident. What else? Just happier. I think too, oh. just having more fun. Yes. Um, like I, when you mentioned being at work and like, I, I noticed I'm having more fun at work just because I'm, I'm more expressive. Um, I'm, I'm connecting with my patients, Mm -hmm. um, in a better way. Um, so like just trying, having more fun at work, um, and in general. Yes. And your friendships too. I've seen awesome. Yes. Yes. I feel, I feel, um, much closer to my friends now than I ever have. Cause that was um, another thing too, that I remember we were going through together. I mean, there's been ups and downs, you know, with friendships right, right. And, and that all coincided with things you were struggling with in general. And as you started improving, so did your relationships in every aspect. So that, that was awesome too, to see. I know right. like, and it was so touching to get your email. So I, you should see how cute they are together. You, you sent me a picture <laughs> of this new guy with this beautiful note of how you're feeling. So let's talk about the guy and, and, and 
And how is he different? Like what's going on? Oh my God. He's so cute. (laughs) He is cute. Yeah. He, well, so I'm not to go into too many details. Basically if COVID didn't happen, we never would have met. Oh, um, see, this is great. Yeah. Talk about that. Um, just because he, um, is working remotely. So he moved back to his hometown, which is where I live. Um, otherwise if COVID didn't happen, he would, um, he'd be out West. So, so that was one thing, basically that, that's like the one silver lining of COVID for me is that I, <laughs> I've met Mike. Um, so, Aww. and, and you know, it, it, dating has been a little bit easier cause I am in New York state. So, you know, our, our restaurants have been open. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a little bit easier. I mean, I definitely was doing the Zoom dates um, in the beginning, but um, well, you know, we- you know the, actually, I want you to pause there with the whole like beginning stages. You know, when you were doing okay. the Zoom dates and, and because you had been working a lot on connecting. Remember, we've been doing a lot of yes. like, like try to do more emotionally connecting and flirting right. in the beginning and seeing who earns the right to go out and all that stuff. So, what was it like with him? Like, how how did it go? Well, actually, we didn't have a Zoom date initially. Oh, you didn't? Um, ah, okay. No, which is unusual. He mm-hmm. was like, for, he, because that's what I was doing. I was doing um, Zoom dates for every guy to see if I wanted to meet them in person. But I don't know, for some reason, maybe his profile was really nice. I don't know. I just, he was like, we matched on a Friday, texted on Saturday, and then met on Sunday. Like, it was very quick. Ah, okay, um, okay. And... Yeah, he super liked me. <laughs> <laughs> What's um, there not to like, my dear? <laughs> um, no, no, I mean, it's, it's, that's a part of a thing on the app. Yeah, the super liked. Oh, of yeah, course yeah, you're yeah. super okay. liked, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so, so we just had a great um, first, we just went for coffee and it was, it went for three hours. Um, mm-hmm. And... I knew I could tell he liked me and wanted to see me again because he had made references to like, you know, going, you know, he wants to re you know, explore his hometown again, um, after being away for a while. So he was mentioning restaurants that he thought we should go together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember feeling confident enough to like, cause I had to be somewhere. So I had to end the date. So I just was like, okay, all right. So when are we going to meet again? You know, I, which I never would have done years ago. Uh-huh. Yeah. I would have been like, I would have wanted to test the guy to see like, okay, well, how much does he like me? Mm. Where, where now I'm more like, okay, he likes me. I don't have to like, you know, test Get him. validated. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, so okay. anyway, then, so we made plans and then an hour after we parted, he sent me a text message with the reservations for our second date. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I knew, I knew he was special then. I was just like, oh my God this is amazing. I remember like telling my girlfriends and they're like, Oh my God, you found a man. <laughs> well, tell me about the emotional connection though with him. Cause you and I talked a little bit about that. Like you really yeah. felt a, a strong connection. Yeah. I just, um, he's very expressive of his feelings. Um, mm-hmm. and I feel very safe with him to express mine. Um, that's huge. Like I, I remember um, after our second, oh yeah, on our second date, I had said to him, you know, with 
with COVID and everything, I want to hold off on getting physical. Um, you know, I don't, I think we should wait before we kiss and, and everything like that. And he was totally cool with that. He's like, oh, I think that makes you more attractive. Mm-hmm. You know, he was, he, so he was into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and I remember he, we were making plans for our, our third date and um, like he, like he was making plans to see me twice the following week. But I just remember thinking like, that's like too much for me with my schedule. Uh-huh. And the old me would have been like, oh, I, I want him to like me. Like, I get, you know, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll just, I'll be exhausted, whatever. I don't care. Um, but I just said to him, I was like, you know what? I really do want to see you, but that, that one day does not work for me. I need like, like a day just to rest and recover from, cause I was working over the weekend and the old me maybe wouldn't have done that. Or I would have made up an excuse like why I couldn't, you yep. know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have just been like honest, like, Oh, I just need a, I just need a break and just to have a night to relax by myself. Um, so beautiful. And he, yeah. And he was very responsive to that and said, okay, sounds, you know, like you work really hard with your job. I don't blame you for needing a, uh, a rest. Bam. Um, See, wait, you yeah. listening to her, by the way, if you haven't picked this up already, <laughs> that was a boundary that she set, yeah. <laughs> you know, like AKA boundary setting. Like it, it, right, it right. shows up like that in the beginning stages where you're not making up excuses. You're not kowtowing to his needs. You're not like worrying about whether or not they'll like you. It's about mm-hmm. doing what you want and who really respects that, who, you know, showing up and expressing how you feel and what you would prefer and who honors that like that that's what I'm saying is that it isn't just your guy this new guy it's it's you you're attracting that now Mm -hmm. because you're different so Mm -hmm. well this is so great are there any other things that you wanted to share about just what's you know different about this relationship It, it just feels it's very light and it's very uh-huh. fun. Yeah. You know, we have a yeah. lot of fun together. Um, uh-huh. And, you know, I think we have very similar personalities. So mm-hmm. I think that that helps. Like he's type A, I'm type A. Um, he's very giving and caring, um, like very attentive to me, um, which I love. And, you know, we had, I had, you know, we were dating for maybe four weeks or five weeks when it was my birthday. Mm-hmm. And he like hit it out of the park with my birthday. Like he just made me feel so special. Oh, I know you said that in the email. And, and yeah. to me, that's also a big shift for you because I just remember you, you have always been the one that gives amazing gifts and you're always like yeah. so generous and you always know what people like, and you never felt like you got that back necessarily with these guys. And so the fact that he knows you, that he sees you, that he understands you, that he has the same love language as you is just mm-hmm. huge. I mean, again, like you just kind of attracted this new energy because of where you're at. So Jane, this is awesome. And it just, it's really inspiring me. And, and I think that no matter what happens with this, right. Cause I know it's a newer relationship. I want right. to have you come on because of your journey and you know, that how the hard work has paid off because it's only going to keep getting better from here, no matter what. And I know that. 
Right. And I just wanted to add to um, when we were talking about, I forgot, um, like getting frustrated with getting, getting kind of knocked down by online yeah. dating. I have some of some girlfriends who will say like, I'll, I'll tell them a story about some guy I'm talking to and they'll be like, oh, men suck, men suck. Mm-hmm. And that actually kind of frustrates me because I think you, you get what you put out. And I am, yeah. so that, that's something that like, I'll, I'll remind my girlfriends. I'm like, well, I try not to say that because if you have that attitude, then you're only going to attract the guys that suck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No. exactly. Um, See how she could be a coach now? Like you are awesome. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's so true. And I think especially that's why this story is really inspiring, especially during COVID. People have been giving up and getting really negative. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because I, when COVID first hit, I remember thinking to myself, oh, well, I guess I'm just not going to date for a year. I guess I'll just work on myself for a year. And I would even Mm -hmm. email you about like, well, what if I just go off the apps and just work on myself? And Mm -hmm. then you, you had mentioned that's still working on your dating life. Um, and I even think before I met Mike, you, I was really frustrated and you were like, oh, maybe you should take a break from the apps. And instead of taking a break, I just joined Tinder. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no matter what you do, like anytime you're burnt out, you got to do something to disrupt a pattern. You know, I call it pattern disruption. And so whether it's getting off an app or trying a new app like you did, that's totally cool too. Like anything to get out of that just negative state and by doing that in action works. So no, it was great that, you know, you just, you just did something different and you needed to. Right. Yeah. That's great. Right. So I, I just wanted to let all the people out there who are frustrated with online dating that, it is frustrating, but you know, you just have to be patient and, and do the work. Yes. Yeah. Well, along those lines, what would you, in this, I guess we'll end here. Like, what would you say to people who are kind of on the fence? You know, maybe they, they're thinking about coaching or they're thinking about working on this part of their life, but they're just, they're not sure they're scared. You know, they, they think maybe, Oh, well, I'll just wait. Um, I, it is scary. Like there, you've, you've had me do things that are definitely made me feel uncomfortable at first. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but the rewards are, are definitely worth it. Um, cause I think like even the setting boundaries, I always assumed like, oh, if I set this boundary, like people are going to react negatively. And that was my mindset. I always would assume the worst. Um, so so I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm very grateful for the, for the coaching. <laughs> and, um, I definitely feel like it's definitely changed me and helped me attract this wonderful guy that I am seeing now. Um, and, and I guess if they're unsure, maybe they should be listening to more of your podcasts mm-hmm. um, and definitely do a call with you because that sold me. Like we had a, I think a half an hour conversation and I knew I was like, okay, this woman can help me. (laughs) And I'm so glad you did. And I know it's hard to sometimes put a value into your happiness, especially when you're in a state of unhappiness. Right. And, Mm -hmm. and it's like, well, I'll do other things that are just more comfortable, but that isn't going to solicit the change. It's, it's only the discomfort that causes that change because it's new, you know, it makes sense right. that this is all different. So Jane, thank you so much for coming on. I'm, I can't wait to see where this 
all unfolds and I know we're going to be, you know, in some way, shape or form in contact for a long time after this too. So <laughs> thanks so much. Yes. It's really special having you on. Yes. Thank you, Kim. All right. So thanks for joining me today. You listening is, of course, have been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kimmy Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And make sure you go to my site, as always, KimmySeltzer.com, to see more ways I can help you learn how to date and find love. If you want to learn, hop on a call with me, like Jane was saying, it's just a phone call, right? Like just, just get on, it's 30 minutes, but you never know that that 30 minutes could change the course of your entire life like it did for Jane. And who knows, maybe you'll be the next star in my Where Are They Now episodes to talk about your successes and stay tuned until next week with more tips on how to feel and look fabulous every day. 